It's season three, episode one, and Bosch has already got himself in the middle of two more cases. We're breaking it down. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. What's up, After Buzzers? Welcome to the first episode of Bosch. We're breaking down season three, episode one tonight. Ooh. I'm your host, Olivia Gabri. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter, The Real OG. And I'm Candace Cruz, and you can follow me on all my social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Candace R. Cruz. So, right. it's been some time since yeah. we've last seen Bosch. What is? It's been like 16 months now, right? It's In been the a while. Line. Yeah. So, now Bosch, Bosch's mother's killer is officially dead. Yeah. Um, his daughter Maddie is living with him. I love that she's there now. I do, she's too. She's adorable, and I think she's a really good, like person to have with him all the time now. She keeps him in check. Yes. I feel like she's more the mother than he is. I think she's like with the whole line of, you know, can I give you a, uh, what is it? A curfew? There you go. There you <laughs> no, go. No, 100%. Like, but do you yeah. notice a li- something different about Bosch's energy and character in the beginning of the season? Yeah. He's very sneaky in this one. I feel like he's, I mean, he's always been very much like beat to his own drum and mm-hmm. do whatever he wants really but I think this one he's very much more calculated and he's very quiet and reserved in the sense of like what he's doing with all the cases too mm-hmm. I don't know his energy is just different to me in season three yeah I agree and I think that he's struggling very much with the fact that his mother's storyline is kind of dead at this point because you know, oh, yeah. all this whole time he had been wondering and still at the back of his mind, he always wanted to find her killer and try mm-hmm. to figure it out. And now that that has come to an end for him because he officially found out that the man who did it is dead, yeah. I think that he just has a very different way about him. I think he almost has his own, like, vengeance. He's still trying to revenge his mother's death. It's like, it wasn't the ending he wanted when mm-hmm. he found out who his mother's killer was and the fact that he's gone. I think he's still going to constantly, like, have that edge to him, you know? Exactly. Maybe that's the energy shift that I'm feeling in season three. Yeah, and it just seems like he immerses himself directly into his work. He's kind of like that cop that acts cares. It's not just a job yeah. for him, it's a lifestyle. Well, it's interesting because so many times in the last, uh, like the first two episodes that we have in season three, everyone's saying you need to get a life. Mm-hmm. So I almost feel like it's a common thread he keeps hearing over and over. Like, why not get your own life? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, maybe now that Maddie lives with him, it will be more apparent that he does have to have a separate life. I hope so. Yeah, but it's, so far it is <laughs> not, not so looking much. like no, it. not at all. He has himself in the middle of all these cases, and I don't know about for you, but for me, it's hard to keep all of these straight. There's what, like four or five, and then there's little nuances that I see that I'm like, oh, this is going to come up in like future exactly. episodes. You can totally tell. Yeah, I feel like some things are going to end up being tied together, but I figure we could just break it down. As a case-by-case type of thing. Perfect. Let's do Um, it. So starting with the Veronica Allen trial. So this trial was left off from last season. Mm -hmm. Basically, Veronica Allen's husband had died. And she was jumping through hoops. And she was kind of in cahoots with cops and dirty cops in order to get her husband's money Mm -hmm. on the low. How do you feel about Veronica as a character? I don't like her. She's just too slimy and sneaky for me. I feel like 
she had a lot more to do with all of this, and I feel like she's going to still play a part um, just because of the whole fact that there was a mistrial now and Bosch is out to get her. So I feel like she's going to be a critical character throughout season three. I just don't like her. Like, she's sneaky. I really do think that she obviously killed the priest. I agree. And I think everybody knows she killed the priest, including her attorney. But it's very clear that especially... Honey's all about the money. Yes, (laughs) and the lawyer that she has has something against Bosch, so of course she's going to take this as soon as she sees Bosch's name in the mix. Yeah. Um, So this trial, come to find out, it ended up being a mistrial, but it was basically for the death of Father Tabakian. Yeah. So Father Tabakian comes into play because Veronica Allen's husband's mistress... (laughs) used the money that she got from her husband and gave it to the church and gave it to the church yeah. exactly yeah and veronica came to the church looking to get the money back and the father he seems like i, I don't know i didn't dislike him i feel like he was coming from a grounded place i feel like he was in a bad place at a bad time right like exactly. he just kind of got thrown into the mix and probably had nothing to do with any of this i mean think about it if someone came up to you and said sorry but all the money that got donated to you is mine and give it back you would have to have some proof i'm not just gonna dish up thousands of dollars of for course you. not and then she got very aggressive really quick mm-hmm. so i mean the clips that you see like at the beginning of episode one when they do the flashbacks you clearly see that she just went full-on abrasive at him exactly. i mean what else would you do yeah and her her whole defense at this point was self-defense that the father was going to yeah. stab her with scissors and Those scissors she were defended placed. herself with they it. were totally placed exactly yeah. i agree with you too and no offense but a jury that really believes that that's a little foolish to me at least i think but maybe her lawyer was just that fabulous i don't know well i mean i think because I think the lawyer knew she was out of her realm, too. I feel like she obviously thought that, you know, Veronica committed the crime. That's probably why they... What was the actual ruling was that they couldn't give enough justification on either end. So that's why they considered it like a mistrial. So, I mean, it wasn't decided either way. So clearly the girl, you know, she's up for another trial anyway. So the judge didn't even rule or the jury didn't even rule in her favor either. I think she knows that too. Like she reads that she's nervous. Right. And here's the thing is Bosch knows that and Mm -hmm. he's obviously pushing for a new trial. However, the, the DA does not want a new trial. No, not at all. That whole video thing. Yeah. And it's basically because it's clear that Bosch has a reputation. He was in the press a couple seasons back. He's known not necessarily for being a dirty cop because I don't think that he is a dirty mm-hmm. cop. It's almost like he knows what the outcome should be yeah. and he knows that justice has to be served. But sometimes he has to bend the rules in order to make that happen. And the people that are in power don't like that. They always want someone to follow the P's and Q's and do exactly as they say, even if it's not completely like... Right. I mm-hmm. feel like there's a lot of politics involved with, like, Bosch's department and everything, and he's totally not about it. Oh, I totally agree, yeah. especially between he and the district attorney. Because if we remember back, I'm not sure if it was season, season one. one. Yeah, oh, yeah, this DA ordered Bosch and all the other officers to loosen the shackles of this extremely violent, violent killer who ended up, like... 
getting off and wreaking a havoc, ki- killing people. so many yeah. people, and it all fell back on this DA. So now the DA is very hesitant to call for a new trial for Veronica Allen because of all the negative press that he had been getting. Of course, and him like running for mayor, and then the fact that he didn't want the video to get out, and Bosch had a copy of it, and uh, Irving had a copy of it. There was just so much that happened between season one and season two that you know that the DA hates Bosch. Mm-hmm. Like, he even made uh, a comment later on, I don't know whether it was episode one or two, it's kind of hard because they kind of blend together a little bit, is he went to Irving and said, call off your watchdog. Mm-hmm. Because of the whole uh confrontation in El Compadre. Right, the viral video. Because oh, yeah. he knew Bosch called him out for the he thinks that it's because of the beef he has with Irving that he's unwilling to call for this Mistral, new trial. Yeah. And what's crazy about all this is yeah, Bosch freaked out. Someone took a video. I necessarily don't think that's worthy of a viral video. No. It's not like that would he not actually go viral. I'm sorry. He just lost his cool and I don't blame <laughs> no, him. No, not at all. But it's so funny cuz now his daughter has to keep him grounded being like, "Look, dad, you're viral on Twitter. Time to chill out. Cameras are everywhere now. Yeah. No. Uh, I don't know. I just think that it got blown out of proportion, and they just want to find some reason to let Bosch go. Right. That little video, video doesn't really matter at all. I know. And it's unfortunate because I feel like everyone, there are a lot of people that are out to get Bosch and are out to get him off the force, but... He can't get off the force. He's our main character. Right. He's our main character. <laughs> plus, he's a badass. Like, yeah, come on. Can is. I say that? Yes. I really I do, really do like Bosch. I really do enjoy him as a person. Um, so, aside from that, so now we have the Veronica trial. The Veronica Allen trial is a mistrial. Still kind of on hold. We're assuming it's not going to be retried, but you never know. I feel like be. she's going to have a place somewhere, but... I don't know how soon or how much. Right. You know, you never know with having five or six different storylines within this show. I know. And so the beginning of episode one, actually, to go back a little bit, you know, this person, this tagger was doing graffiti, whatever, mm-hmm. and he sort of witnessed a murder happen right before his eyes. <laughs> so this man got killed in his RV, mm-hmm. shot in the back of his head. And it turns out that it was William Meadows. William Meadows, Meadows. I'll say. Um, He was a vet, and he served in Iraq and Afghanistan. And Bosch knew this based on his tattoos, but come to find out, you know, we met his family and everything Mm -hmm. else. Um, I feel like it was such a non-dramatic death at the the scene like doing graffiti and then all of a sudden you hear a pop of a gun and then that's it right like we don't see any of it until they go to actually find him in the rv and Mm -hmm. it's been like cooking for a while which is horrible but um i liked that they found um all of his medals i think that there's going to be a lot of a backstory to william meadows right because in episode two they go and actually find his like trash can that they have for the homeless where they can check in their like most prized possessions Mm -hmm. and seeing all the medals like this guy was a very decorated military man like he was very well regarded and it's just i'm interested to see how he ended up the way he was and who was after him right and we got to hear from his mother for a little bit and unfortunately like a lot of veterans when you do come back from Iraq or Afghanistan mm-hmm. or wherever you're stationed, you do have a lot of problems because it's extremely hard to get reacclimated to 
just normal life again. Oh, and after you've seen stuff like that, it's just, it's traumatic. Exactly. So his mom vocalized that he was suffering from substance abuse, among a couple of other things. So this is why he was living in an RV, sort of homeless, and Mm -hmm. was disconnected from his family. But at this point, that's all we really know of him. Did you pick up any other things that you feel like could be connected at this point? No, but I did want to ask your opinion on the guy that was tagging the wall. Mm-hmm. Is he the guy that was hanging out with all the kids that was trying to get alcohol? Exactly. Because they look the exact same, but I cannot tell because he had the hood up and was doing the full-on graffiti. So we didn't really get it like a good look of this kid. But I'm interested to see if those two coincide. I, I think that they do because... I mean, it's very clear the type of person that that was tagging and the type of person that was, hey, buddying outside. And, and getting alcohol. And, and getting alcohol. And then use that to his leverage to steal a car. And I would even go as far as maybe stretching it to, remember when that woman got robbed and her purse and her bag got stolen? No. He's a guy. He actually, it's so crazy. He's a black guy. No idea who he is. Oh, really? He's a, yeah, he's um he ends up showing up a couple times. He shoots the guy's window. Okay, so these are two different, two different robbers that we got going on. So we're going to have here. like seven storylines in oh Bosch this gosh, season. This it's is just so, so much. Confusing. I hope all of this like coincides into one at some I point. I hope so. But so let's just keep that in mind because yeah. I have a feeling that that both of those characters are going to be popping up since they have both been popping up consistently throughout these episodes. Oh, yeah. They're going to play a role. Because we don't really know much about why they're stealing and why they're going to these measures to do so. They have to have a bigger There's going to be something, but I do remember whenever the guy, Bosch, comes on the scene to go find William Meadows, he's talking to the two officers that were actually investigating at first, Mm -hmm. and he says that tag looks fresh. And the guy, one of the officers, I can't remember his name. He's one of the supporting characters. But he was like, oh, I've got a a, a tag on this guy. I know who he is. It's tagging that wall. Ooh. So it's probably the guy that's been hanging out at the gas station. And that's why he has a look on him. Hmm. I don't know. It's just very intriguing. Okay. So we're we're going to save that in our back pocket for safety. Yeah. I feel like both of those are back pocketed for yeah. a couple of episodes. I'll remember that. Okay. So on to the next trial. So much more. I, let's talk Holland. So we got Holland, who is yeah. this well-known Hollywood director, mm-hmm. and Miss Spears. I couldn't help but think of Britney Spears. I but know, Spears. that was the first thing I thought, too. <laughs> Just seems kind of bizarre to me, but okay, I'll go with it. Um, supposedly, well, allegedly, yeah. this director is responsible for the murder of this woman. Mm -hmm. So the reason they think so is because, you know, this entire timeline of what uh, Holland is giving them Mm -hmm. just really doesn't add up. No. So to take 14 minutes to walk from your house to your car and to get out your gate seems a little bit extreme. It's a long driveway. If it's taking you 14 minutes, like you need a golf cart to get to your car. Exactly. That's a long distance. And (sighs) Bosch made it very clear that he thinks that's untrue. And he even goes to the extent of saying it took so long because the woman that you're strapping in your car is dead. And trying to carry dead weight is probably pretty hard, if I could assume. <laughs> I'd say carrying a dead woman from your front door to your car may take 14 minutes. I would, yeah. 
That's yeah. kind of fair to say. I think that that would and be I right. And I think that his um his boo thing, the DDA Deputy District Attorney Anita Benitez. I love her name. It's just so much fun. When she first said it, I thought that it was a joke. I thought that she was Anita like having Benita. a a little nickname. Yeah. Well, apparently not. But no. it is clear that Bosch is still. Into his co-workers, he didn't learn the first time. He did time. not learn. I don't think he'll ever learn. I get, but I I like her. She's a bad bitch. Yeah, she's very pretty, and you know she's she's not a boot. He first no, she handles herself. She she's the main the yeah. main shit. So good for him. But they both agree that they think it's a lie. But obviously. Um, it's still alleged at this point. Mm-hmm. And the reason why Bosch is pushing so hard for this is because there's still 90 minutes that are unaccounted for. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. And then I think it adds more to Bosch's side with that girl that came forward about the alleged rape from oh, him, yeah. too. A hundred percent. And it's kind of scary because, okay, Put yourself in this girl's position. That no. is wild Mm-mm. to me. No. So this girl obviously having sexual relations with this director and things just get too far and he ends up choking her. And it wasn't like a sexual choke. It was, I'm going to kill you choke. <laughs> I'm going to kill she, you choke. she passed out. Yeah. But she woke up unclothed on top of the bed with all of her clothes in a trash bag and like, her her purse empty her keys, keys gone. missing yeah and i i didn't even think of that but as, as soon as bosh said he thought you were dead it all made sense to me no i mean i would literally just probably bust out crying at that point cuz then it would probably click for me like yeah i can't imagine that but the dude's smart like that's what th- makes me think there's probably more people involved, too. Mm-hmm. Because if he knows, hey, I need to get rid of the evidence, I need to do all of this stuff, like, isn't that really creepy? Yes. It gives me creepy vibes. Exactly. It's very, very calculated. Mm-hmm. And that makes me think that, obviously, that this isn't his first time. However, the fact that she waited a year to come forward, That's hid true. her bruises, and deleted the voicemails that he left her apologizing seems a bit strange to me. Either he paid her off or she was literally scared out of her mind. Mm-hmm. I feel like either could be valid, but I don't know. Do you think that it, there's a possibility that she could have been lying? Maybe. I mean, because it was really publicized. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could be an option, too, but it was very detailed. Yes. Like, I don't know how detailed... I, I mean, unless they put a lot of details in the news article whenever that came out. Uh-huh. She, I think, the only way that she would be lying is if she could benefit from this in some way. That's true. So, but, I mean, unless, like, how. a settlement of some sort, that that way he doesn't get in trouble anymore for exactly. another trial or whatnot. I don't know. I I think that this guy gets off on all of it. Because even at that party, he's talking to everybody and uh, really telling this elaborate story, which, not going to lie, it was a very good story. I feel like I would watch that movie he was right. describing. But he was but, pretty much describing yeah, the reality of it. Exactly. He's using Bosch's name. And the funny thing about all of this is, is did you pick up when, when that so-called actress that wants to be in this video she Mm -hmm. said well i want to be in it i just don't want to fuck the cop and he was like well the cop fucks himself true 
And it's, I feel like it's kind of foreshadowing. Something that's going to happen. Yes. I mean, the dude has a lot of money and an amazing lawyer. And he also has, isn't the guy that's his security guard, the guy that ended up like grabbing Bosch's wrist in the first season and like he knocks him through the window? Because he makes comment about that when he goes to the the oh. site. I'm not sure. I didn't. I have to pay. I have to go back and look at that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's just very ironic. Yeah. And this is not the first time we heard Bosch stepping on his own toes. I mean, even Alan's lawyer Mm -hmm. said that Bosch steps on his own dick all the time. (laughs) So (laughs) this is true, but he always ends up figuring it out somewhere or another. He does. So I do have faith in him. Um, did you notice that when he met with the judge about this case that did you ever watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch when you were younger? Yes. That was the aunt. <gasps> it was. I could oh tell my as soon gosh. as I heard her voice. I, knew I was she like, looked yes. familiar. <laughs> I forget what her name was though, but she was one one of the aunts in Sabrina. That's crazy. But um here we found out that Holland actually hinted at the fact that he was guilty to Bosch. He pretty much oh, said, yeah. well, you're not going to find anything, so good luck. Yeah, he completely convicted himself with that line. I agree. The only unfortunate thing is is that there's no proof of it. Bosch, Bosch is the only witness of him saying He needs it. to start turning on a recorder and just having it in his back pocket for exactly. all this stuff. But some he, here's the thing. Could he have said that? Yes. Yeah. Could Bosch have made it up to his own benefit? Maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past him, to right. be honest. I don't think... I think that he would do something like that. I don't think that he would have negative intentions by doing that. Mm-mm. I think that he understands that it's very clear that Holland is guilty, but he needs to find a way to make him guilty. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, I do. I see what you're putting down. I got it. <laughs> but that... I mean, that's case is still open. We still have to wrap it up. They still have to go to trial. Yeah. And I feel like Holland's going to be drawn out the whole season. I agree. Like he's, he's going to be the key one. He's such a sketchy dude. Like he gives me the creeps. I don't like him. I cannot at all. stand him. He just yeah, he gives me why any girl would put herself in that predicament like with that creepy of a dude. Mm-hmm. Just you you need to protect yourself with that one. Oh, I agree. Um and so for the last case and I think the biggest case of yeah this one's gonna be the episode was the murder of Ed Gunn mm-hmm. so Ed uh, we saw him in the beginning of the episode he was the guy in the drunk tank mm-hmm. his name is flagged so anyone that you know picks him up up from the street or takes him into the station is ordered to call Bosch mm-hmm. and Bosch believes that Ed Gunn is responsible for the murders of two escorts. And obviously, Bosch, these type of cases hold a special place in his heart. Oh, yeah. Because of the situation with his mother. Of course. I don't know. I this this guy. You even see him earlier before he's in the drunk tank, and I think that that encounter is going to be so foreshadowing of like who actually killed him. Mm-hmm. Is the encounter of him at the bar drinking and taking the shots with the bartender, mm-hmm. and this guy's like paying for his tab. Like, why is this guy randomly paying for his tab? It's very strange. Yeah, and I feel like Edgun obviously like if he killed these two prostitutes and. uh this other guy is out to kill Ed Gunn. Why? Like, that's mm-hmm. my big question. Is there someone bigger that is killing more 
girls and Ed's just like a scapegoat. Exactly. It's still kind of a mystery as to yeah. why everybody wants Ed Gunn. But not only was someone paying to get him drunk, mm-hmm. but a mysterious woman picks him up at 520 in the morning and bails him out for $500 when in reality he would have just gotten out of jail a, when a, a couple, couple hours. hours. Yeah, and she's dressed to the nines. Like, this girl's in a red dress and these nice heels and dragging him up, throwing him in and locking the door. Yeah. Like, even Bosch calls it out because he's watching the camera footage, which the fact that he has cameras put up is kind of an interesting little tidbit. But watching it and saying, who are you? Like, he knows that this girl has a key part in Ed Gunn and all of it. So there's a bigger party involved with all of this. Oh, exactly. I think that this was all a plan. You know, mm-hmm. the person from the bar and this woman, they obviously are working together somehow because the this guy, you know, paid for him to get into the state of mind. This woman put him at a place at a time. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's murdered. And yeah. it's like, well, how? But now how is becoming even more interesting to us is because Bosch had been watching this man the entire mm-hmm. time. Oh, yeah. And now come to find out, obviously, his name is flagged. So Bosch gets called immediately when it turns out that he had been murdered. And they're going through um, Ed Gunn's things and they find fingerprints on, on his cuffs. Yeah. And we already knew that Bosch had been watching him this entire time because he had cameras planted everywhere. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, he he was in his house before. Uh, were his finger? Did he touch the glass? Like, I'm not really sure how that happened. I honestly, like, I don't know why I get so into these little details, but there's a part where Bosch goes to El Compadre and gets food. Mm-hmm. He's getting a drink at the bar. He chugs his drink and walks out. If you watch that little, like, minute detail, there is a guy, the same guy that was paying for the drinks for Ed Gunn earlier in the episode, sneaks up behind Bosch as he leaves and grabs his glass. That's the end of the shot. That glass is the one that is at Ed Gunn's house. It's the glass from El Compadre. Like, it's just, it boggles my mind. I did not pick up on that. Yeah. But I can see that being very true because if he did do that, he is now putting Bosch as a suspect Mm -hmm. to the murder of Ed Gunn. Yeah. So if this man is responsible for killing Ed Gunn, not only did he kill him, but now he put somebody else at the scene. Mm -hmm. And I also think that it may not even be about Ed Gunn. Whoever is paying for all this may already know the way that Bosch will react, know his calculated moves, and are probably out for him rather than Ed. Exactly. And they, this person probably knows that Bosch doesn't always follow the books. Exactly. So this is a very likely situation that could happen. Yeah. It's interesting to see, like, the again, we were talking about Bosch's energy changing. And when he's on the rooftop and he's setting up the camera and, like, checking it and putting new batteries, he sees these guys going up the stairs and undoing the light bulb and going into the house. So he knows what's about to happen, and he did nothing. Like, he picks up his walkie and does nothing. So to me, he's almost getting more like not heartless but he's just getting a little bit more brutal like he's letting someone he knows did something wrong die like he knows he's gonna get murder when someone goes into the room like that like right doesn't say anything however if 
what would that say about him, though, if he knew the murder That's happened true. right after? Yeah. Because that would put, they would be like, well, how did you know that? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I've been watching him, you know? Exactly. He so he's screwed either way. And then he goes into the house and, like, takes the, the cameras out. But his partner found one of the cameras in the mm-hmm. smoke detector. And this is what makes me nervous is because all everything is stacking up against Bosch. Mm-hmm. And I do have to admit it wasn't really looking good for him no. at all. Because now, so... We have this new cop, Robertson, that's in the picture. Mm-hmm. He's His character is painted to be very much like Bosch. He's very old school. He cares very much about his job. Like, being a cop is his life. And he wants to get these people in jail. And he this these cases actually matter to him. Mm-hmm. So the cause of death, obviously, was someone dropped him off the balcony however Mm. evidence showed that he was struggling and that he was even choked beforehand and this type of this type of headlock that he was in is consistent with a type of headlock that an old school cop would be familiar with and probably Mm -hmm. use and the watch yes there's like watch imprints and it would only be like an old school cop that would have that watch exactly so now we're thinking in robertson's mind Bosch's fingerprints were on the cup, mm-hmm. and the choke is very consistent with something that Bosch could do. Mm-hmm. And Bosch's name was flagged on this man from the beginning. And now, even to go even deeper in that, we have Bosch's partner that's involved who sees all those same details, but also is now aware that Bosch has hidden cameras in Ed Gunn's house. Yeah. It's not looking good for him right now at all. Right. And as an audience, we know he was on the roof that night and it wasn't him. But to everybody else, it 100% looks like it's him. Oh, 100%. And I hate, like, it kind of makes me really upset that J. Edgar is even considering Bosch. But I can understand where he's coming from as a character and, like, seeing everything turned against Bosch and, you know, but... Still, like, that's his one big adversary within the department that's always been there, and now he's starting to second-guess him. No, Like, he's going to be completely isolated on his own. But it's like, I can't even blame him, though, because right. from his perspective, it looks like it's legit. Now, yeah. the fact that it looks so legit makes me think that the person that is setting all this up, you know, is an extremely connected person Mm -hmm. the fact that he knows all he or she knows all these details about bosch and specifically set the scene to make it look this way i wonder if it's someone within the department i mean it it has to be. be i mean i could easily see it being someone either like the da or irving or someone like that well, there's a lot of people that are not happy with Bosch in the department. Yeah. So there are a, there are a large group of people that want would go out him for him to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good as far as all the cases. But I also wanted to bring up. Um, so now, obviously, Hector Ramos is the mayor, and the yeah. DA is out of the running. So that's very clear. But obviously, now the DA has extreme beef with everybody because he's angry one that Irving got the video and that the video was released mm-hmm. that he was the reason why the serial killer was on the loose and now he has to serve as the DA for however much time is left I think it's 2 years Yeah, I think yeah, it, I think it's like 2 that. years and now Hector Ramos is 
in the chair, and now we have uh, Irving as chief, but he's only standing in as chief for a specific amount of time. Yeah, he's ready to leave. And I mean, I don't blame him, like, the fact that his son got murdered last Mm -hmm. season. Um, You know, I would want to leave, too, but I also feel like he has some unfinished business. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. He may play a big part in, like, helping Bosch. I don't know. Um, I I just... There's something going on with Irving. There's more of a storyline, I think, this season than there has been in the past. But I'm interested to see why the mayor wants him so bad. Why does he want to keep him on? I'm not sure. I mean, I know that he wanted to use him in order to win over specific groups in the community. Yeah, because he, he said, won. Yeah, so now he won. So I'm wondering how it is to his advantage to have Irving as mm-hmm. chief when he truly doesn't want to be chief. Yeah. So we'll figure that out. That's one one thing that we'll have to follow up on. Another thing is, I thought it was really cool of Bosch to take care of that random dude's speeding ticket. I thought he was going to tell him to buzz off. Well, I mean, he threw it away. So oh, now he threw it he away. Threw it I didn't away. even pick up on that. I knew that he took it from him. Yeah. But but now he's going to have to go find that ticket. because no, poor Because poor Maddie is like... Thanks, Dad. Like, the cool girls like me now just because you covered her dad's speeding ticket. So, like, poor Bosch is put in that predicament. Yeah, now he's going to have to take care of the speeding ticket. But, I mean, hopefully he does because then yeah. the, the girls are going to be mean to Maddie if he doesn't. I like seeing Bosch in the dad role. Me he's too. He's really trying to figure it out and do the best that he can. I, and you can tell that he really cares about her. Oh, And course. he wants the best for her. And he's, he's really taking on the dad role. And as... That man said in the schoolyard, he was like, you know, it's kind of cool to see a police officer be a dad or Mm -hmm. to be a dad be a police officer. officer. Yeah. It's usually someone just takes over one role to an extreme or another. Mm -hmm. Um, And lastly, I wanted to touch on the lieutenant's interview. Yeah. That was extremely awkward. (laughs) (laughs) That last question was just like, dun, dun, dun. I felt badly for her, but... Is this a, is this something that we don't know about yet? Because I knew that obviously Bosch had relations with a boot, and that was brought to her attention. But the pronouns that the woman was using in the question were opposite. She did. She ended up dating um, one of her uh, like employees. The lieutenant did. Yeah, the lieutenant did in season one, and we only that's saw right. that relation like on New Year's. Like that's a it throwback. Was only that's in, a couple like, years one ago. One episode, right? right? Literally one episode, and then she left. And they made mention of it like in passing. Like it hasn't ever been like a big, you know, to do within the episodes. I think it's been brought up twice mm. that she even had relationships with someone else. But like, why is this woman? making it very specific towards the lieutenant. Like, Mm -hmm. it's full-on, like, poking at. All you had to do was put her name in there, and she's basically accusing her of what happened. Yeah, it was... And it's such a very minor detail that we picked up on as the audience but mm-hmm. now of course it's going to blossom into something way bigger because we knew that the lieutenant had a relationship however we didn't know 
there was such a negative outcome. Yeah, I had no idea about that. I just knew that it was like a one little like thing, but I didn't think it was that long of a relationship either. Exactly. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that she didn't get promoted. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think she did. But I think the guys will be happy about that. I don't think they wanted her to get the promotion at all. It kind of breaks my heart because that is not nice. But I think she deserves it because she's one of those that the job is her life. And you could tell how... How much she wanted this position. She was practicing for her interview all day. It was so cute. And she had it in the bag until that last question. Yeah. Because that witch had to bring it up. I don't know why that witch brought it up. Maybe she was, uh, now she's dating the other girl. Yeah, maybe she was involved in the relationship. It's now a situation ship. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's move on to predictions real quick. Okay. So. Let's see. I think we've made a couple already. We have. Do you have any final predictions you want to toss in? Mm. I don't know. I think that the girl in the red dress and the whole like group with Ed Gunn, I think that's my main prediction. Yeah. I feel like they have, they've either got like someone in the department that knows all this stuff about Bosch or there's a bigger picture of like why they're targeting Ed Gunn. I feel like Ed Gunn was just a scapegoat. I don't think that he's like actually the big mastermind behind everything. Right. Maybe they knew that Bosch had eyes on him. Maybe. I mean, the last line, I'm interested to see episode three and watch that now. Cause like Jay Edgar's obviously investigating all that stuff and he picks up the owl mm-hmm. and there's like lines underneath it. Yeah. It's like in Latin it or said, something. Um, it's, said beware beware god sees yeah and then he looks it up in google and bosch comes up and i'm like what yeah that bosch was actually an artist um because i look i look i googled what exactly he googled and yeah whoever that bosch was was some like ancient artist whatever but what also popped up was something about the seven deadly sins but these are all just yep. like titles. He, we didn't really explore because I don't understand. I don't get what made him look up what he saw in the owl. Because he saw in the picture. There were pictures on the refrigerator that had the owl in it. And where the camera was pointed up in the like smoke detector was pointing yeah. towards the owl. Oh, so okay. it was pointing towards that. So I think that's why he was thinking it. But I'm like... Then that means whoever is plugging this and killing Ed Gunn knows about Bosch. Because if Bosch comes up in a Google search, like, why? Why? It's like a dig at him. Oh, my gosh. This is getting, like... Like, intense. Honestly, the only the only storyline I truly care about is the Ed Gunn storyline <laughs> right? at this point. Because I feel like it's the juiciest and it has the most drama to yeah. it. The others, I assume that they're going to grow, especially, I mean, for Meadow, we don't really... I don't think he'll be too big, though. I think he'll be, like, a cute little... Cute, that's not the right word. (laughs) A small little, like, sideline story with the big one. I think Ed Gunn is going to be, like, the number one. Right, because it it is such a minor case in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. at this point. And uh, Holland as well, I think that's definitely developing. Oh, yeah. And it seems like he's out to get Bosch as well. See, there's so many I lose track. Like, I can't keep track of all of these. I know. But, I mean, if we can't keep track, how do you think Bosch feels? Right? Poor guy. He's just weaving through like <laughs> He's, like, trying to dodge yeah. all these bullets from everybody. 
But um, I don't know. Overall, I think this was a good start to the season. Yeah. The fact that we both are ready for the next episode definitely says something. Yeah, I'm obsessed with this show. Like, not gonna lie, I was binge watching to like get ready to watch season three mm-hmm. and like rekindled my love for all of it. It's like I watch so many crime shows like Law and Order and all this stuff. I love how Bosch just makes it so intricate and it's based off of the book. And there's so much more depth to these characters that you see versus just, you know, your regular cut and dry type of like procedural. I really, really like it. And on top of it, it's everywhere right now. All all over LA. It is. You know, it's so funny because he always is mentioning places in LA. Yes. All these restaurants. And it's so funny because he... (laughs) In one of the episodes, he's like, oh, Dupar's has the best pancakes in L.A. And ironically enough, there's a huge-ass billboard of Bosch across from Dupar's. Of course there is. (laughs) They're like, okay, El Compadre, there's a Bosch sign. You have it on every angle. I see what we got going on here. I feel like we need to start doing field trips and going to all the locations that Bosch goes to. We can can report live while we're eating pancakes at Dupar's. Go to Dupar's. I want the margaritas at El Compadre. It's down the street. Like I'm down for that. Let's go. Where else does he go? There was so... There were so many places. He that was called El, Pol- El Pollo Loco. was the best takeout <laughs> chicken in L.A. I mean, you've got In-N-Out. Plug oh, for In-N-Out. Yes, with them animal fries. Mm, Heard that. So good. It's funny. That sounds good after this show. Yeah, I think I might go get some. Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for the first two episodes of Bosch. We'll be back. Uh, next week on, are we on Thursday? No, we're taking hiatus next Thursday and the following Thursday, May 11th is when we're coming back. It's going to be a while. May 11th, we'll come back at you with two more episodes. Um, episode three and four. Yeah. So, you know, keep watching. If you've already binged through the whole season, bear with us because we're, we're taking it slow. Yeah. And don't give any spoilers. I don't want to know yet. I'm trying to like go along. Pace myself. Pace myself with Bosch. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, I'm Olivia Gabri. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, the real underscore O underscore G. And I'm Candace Cruz, and you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and everything on social media at Candace R. Cruz. Yep. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 